Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff, and thank you, as always, for stopping in for another market update here with me. Uh, on this one, episode number 85, we've got uh, quite a lot going on, as we normally do. But uh, as, as always, if you're looking to get started, I do have some links in the description to help you out uh, for different crypto platforms, uh, brokerage accounts, and uh, some other stuff in there that uh, might be helpful to you as well. So if uh, you're looking to get started, go ahead and use the links in the description. And with that being said, we're going to get right into it. Uh, So, you know, I've been watching a lot of different stuff that's going on out there right now. But, uh, you know, we're going to talk about some of the recession fears, things like that. And uh, first, I wanted to get into the fact that uh, today they are going to be moving forward with the, uh, the Amazon stock split. Uh, we talked about that last time, you know, 20 to one. So the shares are going to be in the $100 range. And uh, ultimately, it doesn't really change too much. Market cap is going to remain the same. And, uh, you know, basically, the shares are just going to be cheaper. You're getting uh, a little bit less of uh, ownership for that, uh, for the amount of a share. That's what's going to happen. And uh, so if you have uh, a couple shares now, basically multiply by 20, that's what you should get. And ultimately, you know, it's going to be a little bit easier to purchase them. It's going to trade a little bit in the options. Uh, if they are that, uh, they, they might be a little bit easier to get into the Dow, uh, which could do some good things as well. We, we kind of covered all that already, though. So uh, but today's the day. And then, you know, we've got some fears coming out of uh, some different CEOs. I know, uh, you know, there's, there's quite a few calls on things slowing down in the, the way of what could be a possible recession. And, uh, you know, Elon was one uh, that uh, went ahead and said, you know, hey, look, we're going to slow down the hiring. We're going to slow down, uh, you know, some different things. We're going to watch your spending. We're going to get people back in the office. He's getting some pushback. Ultimately, I think he wants to weed out some of the people that don't really want to be there that aren't going to be putting in their their full 40 or, you know, you know, I know that he has got a little bit of flexibility in that. And a lot of it is you know, kind of making sure that people are going to be dedicated to the the main goal and that that's building, uh, you know, his company and the EV business in general. But, uh, you know, a lot he's catching a lot of flack for that. Uh, as a small business owner, I do understand what he's saying. You do want to have people that aren't, uh, you know, too distracted that uh, are, are putting in the time and are making sure that they're doing their jobs correctly. Although I know that some people can do the the work of others in a shorter amount of time. Uh, ultimately, I, I think he just wants to make sure that he's getting the most out of his employees. And if uh, if people have a problem, you know, there's the exit. I think that's kind of what we're doing. We kind of saw that with COVID. You know, it was an easy way to lay people off or fire people that uh, might not have been the best fit. And they were kind of lingering around and, you know, keep the uh, the top performers and I think this is kind of just that rebalance again. So a lot of, um, I'll say lip service, but at the same time, there's there's a lot of seriousness behind it as well, that he wants to keep those top performers and keep the people that are really dedicated to uh, the company. But, uh, you know, we are seeing some some talks of that recession. And, you know, that's been the big bad word of uh, of late. And ultimately, we've seen the Fed raising the rates. We've seen, uh, you know, the hiring uh, and inflation kind of peak. And, you know, there's still a lot of jobs out there. There's still a, a lot of prices that still remain to be uh, going up, especially oil and gas. 
But uh, a lot of those numbers are peaking, it seems, with some of the inflation numbers, the latest reads uh, coming down. Uh, we did have a consumer sentiment out of the uh, University of Michigan. Those numbers uh, came in low. So they're, I think we're currently about a 50, 59.4652 was April. I believe the latest one was in the fifth upper 50s. So the uh, consumer confidence is low. But uh, I think a lot of that is just the the constant fear of oil and gas and and food and things like that being on that uh, that uptrend, and there being no real end in sight. We don't really have a plan as to how that's is going to come down. Uh, I think that overall the the rising rates and and prices going through the roof is going to generally have people spend less and uh, you know look to do a little bit less. You know, cut back here and there. And we're, we're definitely seeing that, you know, so, you know, the, the travel and all has been hurting a little bit, uh, but, you know, overall, the, the consumer is still strong. The, uh, the savings accounts of uh, American consumers is still about, uh, I believe, one and a half trillion dollars higher than average. Uh, granted, you know, a lot of money was printed in the last couple of years, and uh, a lot of that is tied to you know, the COVID stimulus, but uh People are still a little bit worried out there as to what's going to happen and where we go from here. And yeah, I'm in the same boat. You know, it's it's definitely tough to see uh, 80, 100, 120 dollars to fill up your vehicle. And uh, that's currently what I'm seeing. And uh, certainly running a small business, it it certainly hurts on the the oil and gas side as well. But uh, ultimately, most people that are running those kind of businesses that are very heavy on, uh, you know gasoline or diesel are able to pass a lot a lot of those costs on to the customer right now we just hopefully think that that continues that's uh kind of the 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 break-even point as to where you know you can raise the rates and still have customers paying for the services so we're kind of on edge I, I do think that things could trend lower but uh banks are still in good uh position the consumer's still in good position a lot of different companies have uh, better balance sheets than they ever have. But uh, I do think it's going to weed out some of the, the weaker companies that don't have that cash to uh, survive some of this. And, and people who do uh, some frivolous spending are certainly going to have to either rein it in and, and get back on track. But uh, all these different things and all these, uh, these numbers out there kind of have me thinking that it's not going to be as bad as we previously thought. Um, you know, the, the PEs of some of these big companies have come back down to the uh, the traditional kind of five year average, 10 year average uh, on the S&P. We've seen that. And uh, some of them that are still pulled a little bit higher um, are going to be balanced out with some of the tech stocks and consumer discretionary that has been oversold at this point. So uh, what companies out there are kind of pulled uh, a little bit too high for my liking. Um, we, we're starting to see the the energy trade get to where it's a little bit over overvalued, in my opinion, compared to some, some historical averages. We're also seeing some of the dividend aristocrats getting pulled higher. Um, you know, the pharmaceutical names that we've talked about, that trade, does it break down? You know, it might. Um, so you want to take a look at those names and say, if you're in it for the long term, great. I, I know that personally, I'm not selling out a lot of these names. I do like the dividend. I did get in cheap. Could the stock price come down? 
It certainly could, but these are ones that I bought cheaper. And uh, ultimately, I want that slow growth, uh, the bit of safety that they provide, and the dividends that uh, I basically locked in that rate at a, a cheaper buy-in price. So I'm still going to be along those names. But uh, if you're looking to trade out of some of these names, say you got into oil, um, you know, 2020, 20, early 21, and you rode that wave up, it might be a good time to think about taking some profits. Um, I, I certainly can understand where you would be if you're doing that. You know, it's uh, it's hard to see some of these stocks run up 60 plus percent and and not take any of it if you're looking to reinvest that money. Now, if we're looking to reinvest money right now, uh, you can certainly look at some of the tech names, but we're still kind of in that tech route. We've certainly seen those companies get beat down. Uh, but, you know, where else are we looking? We could look uh, emerging markets and uh, maybe not China so much, but some of the other areas, Latin America, other parts of Asia could uh, could do well for us. They have been uh, going uh, a good bit higher. They've been outperforming the S&P kind of quietly. We haven't really heard too much about that, but uh, also like consumer discretionary, the ones that uh, we've seen getting pulverized. You know, we've seen uh, Target, Walmart, and there are, there's a whole list of other ones. And that's going to be some of the ones that we're going to be looking to add right now to the uh, the Weeble investing challenge that we're doing over on the Let It Grow investing page, where I am taking $200 a week of my own money, investing it into account and uh, trying to see if we can't outpace the S&P 500 at year's end. That's uh, ultimately what we are doing over there. And uh, this week we had uh, had five different names. Uh, as we do every week, we had Anthem, uh, Eli Lilly, Salesforce, uh, Simon Property Group, and Cummins um, Diesel Products, which are also looking to get into EVs. We're going to cover the results of that here shortly. But uh, so we are looking at consumer discretionary and possibly some emerging market areas that could do well going forward. And uh, I personally think that that could be a good way to play a, a bounce. And uh, even if you don't want to sell out of that bounce, uh, I think that right now you're buying these names at that low point where if you're buying into energy right now, you're buying at the high. So I try to buy uh, long-term hold positions at that drop. And uh, right now that's the ones that are looking like a drop to me. So if you're looking to get out of some of these names that have really, uh, you know, run and you want to ring the register and take your uh, earnings and put it into something else, I completely get that. Uh, for me, these are ones that uh, I bought cheap enough and I ultimately want to have that slow growth of some of these names. It's going to, you know, keep me diversified in the fact that I still have my tech names. I still have, you know, oil and gas. I still have pharmaceuticals, but now might be a good time to add to these emerging markets. Or even the consumer discretionary, like I said, that got uh, got beat down pretty heavily here lately. So uh, that's what I got on that. We'll come back. We're going to talk about uh, the, the names of the week, the results of week 23 on the uh, investing challenge, and uh, ultimately where we go from here. So stick around. I will be right back after this short break. All right, guys, we are back. Uh, before we get into the, the rest of the episode here, I did want to say that uh, if you have not uh, liked, subscribed, and shared the, the podcast and the uh, Let It Grow Investing group, uh, I would greatly appreciate that. We are trying to build the, uh, the community over there on uh, the investing group page on Facebook. So if you could do that, I would greatly appreciate it. And uh, with that being said, 
Uh, we are uh, looking at week 23 results for the investing challenge. Uh, as I said earlier, we had Anthem, we had Eli Lilly, we had Salesforce, we had Simon Property, and we had Cummins. And uh, this week it was a tie. We didn't really get that great of a, a turnout on the votes this week. I don't know if it was a short week and that uh, had people a little uh, mixed up or if people were just busy last weekend with the holiday. But, uh, you know, with the tie, I am going to go ahead and, and pick uh, from the two. It was Salesforce and Simon Property that were actually in the tie. Uh, with Salesforce running up, uh, off of some pretty decent results in the past week. Uh, I think it might be a little overheated right now. So I'm going to go ahead and give this one to Simon Property. Uh, they do have a lower uh, PE. We're not so concerned with PE on REITs, but uh, it is lower. We are getting a 5.6% starting dividend, which is definitely a, a good place to start at. Uh, it does have more potential upside, according to the analysts. And uh, like I said, I, I like to let some of these uh, high flyers or runners cool before I go ahead and jump into them. Uh, so this week we are going to be buying Simon property uh, for those reasons. Uh, if you can get over there and vote on which one you think is going to uh, be the best for our portfolio going forward and uh, into the end of the year, I would greatly appreciate that. I would certainly like to see some more numbers on these uh, these weekly polls. That way we're getting a, a good mix of what everyone really wants to see in the portfolio, and I don't have to be the the deciding factor. I really want the group to uh, voice their opinions. Uh, so yeah, that's over at uh, Let It Grow Investing on Facebook, and um, go ahead and join. I'll I'll get you in the group. And then for week twenty four, you know, we were looking at uh, you know basically what I was talking about earlier. We're looking at some of the consumer discretionary, and we're also looking at some emerging markets. Uh, so for this week. I've got five names, as we always do. We've always got five. Uh, you got to click see more on the poll to get all five of them. I think it shows three, but then click the see more button and then you'll get all the, the choices over there on the poll. Uh, so going to be a little bit, bit of a mixture here. We've got uh, number one is going to be Starbucks, SBUX. Number two is going to be Mercado Libre. Uh, M-E-L-I. Number three, we're going to be looking at C Limited. Ticker is S-E. Number four is going to be Disney, D-I-S. And number five is going to be Nike, N-K-E. Now, we had talked about some of the, the reasons I'm looking at consumer discretionary. Um, you know, the fact that they've sold off so heavily. A lot of people get out of consumer discretionary when times are going to be tough. Uh, I think we're going to be getting through that times are going to be tough period a, a little bit sooner than some people might think. Uh, now, for some of that reason, I'm thinking a lot of the uh, the small cap stocks had started selling off, you know, spring to summer 2021. We saw it in this uh, small caps. We saw it in the SPAC names. And then we kind of had that route of everything. Uh, even, you know, the the leaders of the market, all the FANG names have been so highly condensed. And those PEs have been cut. A lot of the uh, the typical multiples that we're looking at have been cut. And these are no different. Uh, Starbucks had had a lot of closures in uh, China, Shanghai being their largest uh, amount of stores in any one city. I believe there's 940. They are currently opening up uh, a 600 stores to online ordering, to mobile ordering. They don't have it figured out just yet to let people back in for in-store dining. Uh, but you know, having 600 more locations open, 
is a great thing. Uh, we've also had the the route from uh, the you know the Russian stores being closed, and now I think we're trying to ease our way through that. So I do think that Starbucks has a, a lot of potential upside. Um, and then we get into Mercado Libre, going to be a online uh, similar to Amazon of uh, Latin America. So we're looking at that one. I do think that is a uh, a growing one that has been you know, brought down quite significantly. We did have a high price point on this one of $1,970. That was last September. And currently we are at $788. We did have a low of $640. We're much closer to that low than we are to the high. You know, we are, you know, 1,200 points lower than what that high was just, uh, you know, about how long ago? Nine months ago. So, I definitely think that this one still is a big growth story. We still see a lot of these uh, uh, emerging market stocks doing pretty well. And right now, they're they're starting to make that uh, that transition going higher. I do think that Mercado Libre could do better than uh, some of the typical S&P names. And uh, a lot of the analysts agree with me there. It is a risky one. It is a uh, 2.8 on the uh, the beta, so that is uh, going to be riskier than what is a typical uh, one beta, which is your your average of the S and P. But uh, the average uh, price target from the analysts on this one is 14.29, which is 81 uh, percent higher than where we currently sit. So if uh, emerging markets kind of has your has your ear and you're really looking to kind of diversify into something a little bit different than what you might have thought. Uh, Mercado Libre could be that company for you. As I said, they're e-commerce in Latin America, and uh, they're designed to provide users with a portfolio of services to facilitate commercial transactions. They are in Brazil, Argentina, Mexico, Venezuela, other countries, uh, Chile, Colombia, Costa Rica, Dominican, Ecuador, Panama, the list goes on. And uh, they do have a little bit of uh, a market in uh, USA as well. So uh, definitely a growth aspect. There is some risk. Uh, they have certainly had a, a large haircut off of uh, some of their highs. But uh, I do think that the consumer discretionary and, or the, well, I guess they are consumer discretionary, but also some of the emerging markets could uh, do well in, uh, in going forward. Just uh, as bad of a cut as they've had, I do think they could uh see a, a rise going forward now the next one was c limited and this one is going to be similar but in uh southeast asia so another growth market and uh one that you're they're getting a lot of different things with kind of consider the amazon of uh southeast asia and it's got three different segments digital entertainment e-commerce as well as digital payments and financial services so a lot of money transfers, a lot of that e-commerce play, and then kind of a gaming platform as well. So a, a lot of different growth avenues there. It's big in uh, that Southeast Asian market. It certainly has been brought down heavily as well. Now, this one hit a high of 372 in October of 21, and we are currently trading at 78.50. So it has been brought down immensely and uh, could be you know, well positioned for a, a nice rebound here. Uh, analysts agree with that. Uh, going forward, they've got a, a 93% upside on this name, currently sitting at 78 with that average price target of 152. 
even the low estimate is 9% higher than where we currently are. The high estimate is a 204% upside. I don't know that we're going to get there in 12 months, but we certainly have a lot of room to bounce. And uh, coming off of some of those highs and having that uh, all the multiples compressed so heavily in this name, I do think we could get a solid bounce as uh, some of these different um, industries that they're in come back into favor with the uh, the Wall Street fashion show. And uh, going to number four, we have Disney. And, uh, you know, Disney, I, I still think that they are going to be that discretionary name. But as we've talked about before, there's a, a lot of appetite for travel. Uh, Disney Plus had done uh, better than Netflix uh, on some of their, their recent calls. They were adding users while Netflix uh, users were leaving. And, uh, you know, I just think there's an appetite for uh, for Disney products, for the Disney travel. I know that Disney had some different problems with uh, some of their political affiliations and some of the things that they were trying to push and promote. But uh, ultimately, I do think that management is going to weave through the way through those problems. And uh, currently, they are sitting at 108. Uh, average price target on this one is going to be 150. So that's a 38% of upside with that high price target of 229, representing about 110% of upside on the price on Disney. And uh, one that I think is going to be a bit safer than uh, some of the other ones. But, um, you know, I, I think they will weave their way through and uh, ultimately will be a little bit re less risky than companies like Mercado Libre and C Limited. But I uh, wanted to throw that one into the mix for this week as well. And then finally, we've got uh, Nike. And Nike is going to be uh, one that uh, is a little bit of everywhere around the world. They certainly have uh, ties in Asia, China. And then, you know, obviously the, the business in, in the United States is huge. They do have the, the largest, uh, you know, athletic shoe wear business with quite an aftermarket of reselling of the, of the product uh, as uh, people see that they can make a profit on them, really. So one that uh, I do think it has a, a good ways to rebound here. They did come down from a high of 179 and they're currently trading at 120, uh, yeah, right under 121. PE is at a 32. And now generally speaking, I do like a smaller than that PE on a name like Nike, but uh, it has been compressed heavily from a PE that was around 80. And I'm just looking on E-Trade. And um, I'm watching where these numbers were and realizing that it has been cut by more than 50%. You do get a small dividend here. It's about 1%. Uh, you do get a dividend in Starbucks as well. And I think that's the only other one on the list with a dividend. But, uh, you know, Nike going forward, I do think that they will uh, certainly thrive long term. We might have a little bit of pain in these names short term. But uh, I, I do think that the rebound is very possible for these five names. And uh, I really want to see what you guys think. So if you can go ahead over there to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook and please, please, please get your votes in. I really want to see a good turnout going forward. And uh, yeah, we will be buying Simon Property Group, SPG, uh, the REIT for week 23. I will be adding that one tomorrow around lunchtime. I like to have some of that volatility in the morning uh, kind of ease its way out and try to buy as the market kind of finds its footing uh, around midday. That's generally when I'm looking to do some adding. 
Uh, I did do some adding in some other names. Uh, in my personal accounts, I'm still looking to build those uh, those positions in uh, names like Tesla. I did do some buying and uh, Google still have some open orders there. I'm trying to pull up what I actually have. There we go. Orders. And uh, what else do I have some limit orders on? I've got uh, PayPal, NVIDIA, Google's still open. I do have some shares of SoFi and uh, Facebook on there as well. So I do have some open orders. I'm letting them come down to me, um, you know, after some of the route on Friday and, uh, you know, some of the euphoria on Thursday, I was letting some of these, these prices kind of settle back down. So if they come down to where I'm looking to buy them, uh, great. I, I will certainly be adding, but uh, I'm not really rushing to buy anything at this point. And uh, as they come down to where I've got these buy limits set, uh, you know, I'll be you know, working my my regular job and then having these things go ahead and, and adding to uh, the portfolio for me. So that way I don't have to sit around and, and watch the computer all day. Uh, so that's what I've got going on. And uh, ultimately, um, I will be buying that Simon property tomorrow and then go ahead over there to Facebook and get these votes in for me, please. Uh, with that being said, that's all I got for you guys today. Thanks for stopping by and I will catch you guys in the next one. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.